I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to welcome you to today's podcast where I'll be bringing you inspired words and teachings that will inform you and transform your life forever. But before we go on, let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, we give you praise, we honor you, we adore you. Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit. For the entrance of your word gives light and understanding. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, God has a very special word for you. Glory to God. And that word will inform you, it will reform you, and it will transform you. Praise God. I want you to quickly open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 3. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 3. Sorry. Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10. Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 10. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this is a word from God. And he's telling the prophet, he's giving the prophet Isaiah a message. He says, Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with him. For they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with him. For they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Hallelujah. Now another way of saying it, because when you see it, it shall, the word shall is futuristic. Hallelujah. It's futuristic. It's kind of like suggesting that um, maybe things are not okay now, but things will be okay. Things will be okay. Hallelujah. Now, even though that sounds good, it's not good enough. Because the question now will be, how long will it continue like this? Okay, you're saying things will be okay. At what point will things be okay? When will things be better? When will things actually be okay? 
Hallelujah. But if you look closely at this scripture, you will see that the word, the word shall is actually italicized. Meaning it was not there before. The translators of scripture put some of these words to give it more meaning. But a better way of reading this scripture is say ye to the righteous, it is well. It is well with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is well, for you shall eat the fruit of your doings, the fruit of your labor. Hallelujah. Say to the righteous, it is well. It is well. Now this reminds me of the scripture in the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Now that's a very popular verse of scripture. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. It says, and we know that all things work together for good. We know, we are aware that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. Hallelujah. Now, this is how it works. You know, in your journey in life, there are times you will have sweet experiences and there are times you will have bitter experiences. Hallelujah. Now, when you want to bake a cake, if you bring all the individual ingredients together, all the individual ingredients together, some, if you taste them, some will be sweet. For example, the sugar. Some will be salty. Some will be bitter. Some may be tasteless. The individual ingredients that you use to bake the cake, if you tasted them separately, Hallelujah. Some will be sweet. Some will be salty. Some will be bitter. Some will even possibly tasteless. Hallelujah. So if you bring the, put the individual ingredients together and taste them, some will be sweet. Some will be bitter. Some will be salty. Possibly some may be tasteless. But by the time you put everything together, you know, and bake the whole thing at the right temperature, that thing is going to come out a very tasteful cake, a delicious cake. Hallelujah. Now when the whole thing is together and you see that cake, Looking at it, you will not be able to identify it and look at it. Okay, this is this and this is that. You won't be able to identify because everything has been blended together to give you that beautiful, 
lovely and tasty cake. And really, that's how the cake of life is. Because your life is like the baking of a cake. Some things, some of your experiences, there will be sweet experiences. There will be bitter experiences. There will be tasteless experiences. But when you put everything together in time, you come out, something beautiful comes out of your life. Hallelujah. So that period while you are in the preparation, while the cake is being prepared, it may look trying because you've not seen the end product yet. It may look like, oh, it's like this, is like, but it's all part of the plan to make you God's perfect man, God's perfect woman. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, you see, there are certain experiences that are necessary we have to go through. Even though we don't like them, even though we don't want them, we have to go through them. Hallelujah, we do, because they make us strong. It's just like going to the gym. Most people don't like to go to the gym. Most people don't like to put in that work to put their body under pressure. Most people don't like it. Hallelujah. But if you can put yourself, discipline yourself, go. And keep doing that thing, keep doing that thing. Before long, the way you feel in your body will be great. You feel healthier, you feel stronger, you feel better. Hallelujah. That's how it is. Praise God. He says, Say to the righteous, it shall be well, it is well. It's all part of the plan. Glory to Jesus is all part of the plan. So sometimes you might be going through a, a not so good experience. Things, you know, things are happening all over the place. Like you look left, you see trouble. You look right, trouble. Nothing seems to be working. That very popular scripture, James. Chapter 1 in verse 2. Glory to God. He says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Hallelujah. Now the word temptation here is the Greek word perasmus. And perasmus doesn't necessarily mean like temptation to sin. It actually means a test. It's a test. Now when troubles come left, right, and center, that's what he's talking about, parasmus. Hallelujah. It says, count it all joy when you go through diverse tests. Why? He goes on to tell you why. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith work at patience. God is trying to create patience in you. You cannot have patience without trials. 
Praise God. If everything just fell in place just like that, just everything just continues to fall in place just like that, you won't even need to have patience because what will you be waiting for? Nothing. So sometimes God will allow this test to come. It's part of the plan, part of your training. Hallelujah. He says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. In verse 4, he says, but let patience have a perfect work in you. Let patience have a perfect work in you. That you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Let patience have a perfect work in you. That you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing, lacking nothing. Hallelujah. Which means if you don't have patience, there are things that you will lack in this life. So God will allow trials. He will allow trying times to test your patience. It's just like someone is provoking you. You're being provoked. But you, you are able to hold yourself. Self-control. You know, it's so hard. I was watching a video some time ago. Two ladies were fighting for a space in the parking lot. And I think one came first, but the other one kind of like double-crossed her and took the space. And so she was not happy. She came out of the car and began to argue with the other one. And before you knew it, they began to fight. And before you knew it, this one jumped into her car and drove and hit the other one's car. And the other one went and hit her car back and they began to destroy their cars. When you see something like that, those are people that lack self-control. They are not thinking of the consequences of their actions. Now they are destroying their cars. Okay, after destroying your car, how are you going to go home? The comfort with which you came home, you wouldn't go in that comfort. You probably will not be able to use that car because the car is damaged. I mean, you came to a shopping mall, you probably won't be able to shop. That's if the police don't even arrest you for you to go to jail. Because such people have not been tested. Their patience has not been tested. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. See, it's not always cowardice to run away. It's not always cowardice to run away. It's not always. You know, some people are like, no, I'm not a coward, I'll fight. No. There are times to fight. And there are times for flight. You should know it. Great men are those who have learned to select their battles. They're very selective about their battles. They know when to fight. When it's time to fight, fight bravely. Fight courageously. But when it's time for flight, 
quickly, swiftly. A very perfect example. You know, when we talk like this, some people might think we're being cowards. No. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the perfect example. After he was born, Herod was looking for him to kill him. What did God do? To raise an army to fight Herod to protect the child? No. He said, Joseph, get up, take the child and his mother and run to Egypt. That was not a time for fight. Jesus didn't come to fight men. He said, the son of man didn't come to destroy men's lives. He wasn't going to have people die for his sake. No. So what did he do? He ran. There was not a battle to fight. He ran. Praise God. There was another time he went to his home country and then he did miracles and did stuff and the people got offended. Who is this person? It's not this guy that we know. And the Bible says they took him to a cliff. They wanted to throw him off. But he simply just walked away. He didn't stand there to argue with them. He didn't stand to fight. That was not a time to fight. The Bible says he walked away and he went to Capernaum and went and lived there. Your patience will be tested. Your patience will be tested. Hallelujah. How strong is your resolution? Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, let patience have a perfect work in you. That you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Can you still compose yourself while you are going through what you're going through? In this day and age, there is, there is something that has come into our world and people have completely lost it. Completely lost it. And you must be careful. See this thing called social media? There are the very positive sides of it. But there are also the very negative sides of it. And you really, really, really need to be careful. There are people who have had fights. Oh, he didn't like my picture. He didn't post my picture. This, there was a world before social media came. There are some people who can't control their emotions. Once something happens, they run to Facebook and they go and post this and they post that because they are angry. Don't spread your bitter mind on social media. That's not the place. You are being played. They are playing you. They put it out there. What's on your mind? And then you just go and vomit everything and put it there. Do you know that the U.S. government, for example, if they want to study you, they want to know you, they look for your social media handles. 
They look for your social media handles and they study your account to know what kind of a person you are, to know your mindset. If someone goes and commits suicide or these mass shootings or things like that and kills people, those kind of things, what happens is they would go to the person's different social media handles and go and read, like go to the person's, you know, post. Why are they doing that? They want to know the person's mindset. They want to know the person's mindset. That's why you have these things. In many countries, if you're filling in visa application, you're going to write your Facebook, like Facebook or, or social media names or stuff like that. In many countries, it's like that. You are being played. It's not everything. When maybe something happens, maybe something is not nice, hold it. You mustn't put it out there. You mustn't. Hallelujah, you mustn't. Recently, another couple... And you know, they were going through a lot, going through so many things. And I happened to know about some of these things that these people were going through. I happened to know because the wife told me. Praise God. Oh, she talked my husband this and that. She was telling me privately. But if you go to their social media handles, you won't know that they are going through such serious problems. And then not too long ago, I went on social media and I saw the husband is now praising the wife. Which means they've made up. They've settled their differences. You see? Now, everybody else out there doesn't know. They don't know that these people had such trouble to the extent that they were thinking of separation and all. Everybody out there don't, don't, they don't have that information. I have the information because the lady told me. But on social media, they didn't put anything out there. The wife didn't. Husband didn't. Until things were settled. And then he put it out there. So that time when you are bitter, that time when maybe you are sad about whatever, and then you go, are you going to also withdraw those words, those things you've put out there? Because once you put something out there, people know your mindset. You know the kind of person you are. Just let patience have a perfect work in you. That you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. If you are impatient, you lack a lot of things. It is well. See what it is you're going through? It's a part of the formation. You are being prepared. God is preparing you. Sometimes for you to be able to teach other people certain things, God will allow you to go through it. He didn't bring the trouble, but he will allow you to go through it sometimes. Hallelujah. 
So it's working for good. It's working for good. Don't just look at what is going on right now. What is the end? Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. I want to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 46. And I'll be reading from verse 9 to and verse 10. Oh, glory to God. It is remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not, not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. He declares the end from the beginning. In the end, he will tell you, everything's going to be fine. It will work out perfectly. So even though you're going through the crisis moments at the time, it's going to turn out great. In the end, it's something beautiful will come out of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Something beautiful will come out of it in the end. And that's how, that's why you should compose yourself, comport yourself, and go through it, whatever it is. Hallelujah. That's why one, one slogan you should always have is, it is well. I always say that. Anyone who knows me knows I always say it is well. Yes, it is. It is well. Glory to God. It is well. Very soon, you will look back and you will forget you ever went through that. You won't even remember. The Bible says, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That thing you are going through right now, he calls it a light affliction. But it's working together for a massive, a heavy, a great, eternal weight of glory. Then he says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but are the things which are not seen. Don't focus on the present conditions, the present situations. Don't look on that. What is the end? What did he tell you? How did he tell you to end? Because he says he tells the end from the beginning. What did he tell you? How did he say it was going to end? Let that be your focus. Praise the Lord. Let that be your focus. So because of that, you're not moved. You're holding on. You keep pressing. You keep pushing. You keep moving. Because you know how it's going to end. In the end, you win, brother. In the end, you win, sister. In the end, you win. 
look at the very Bible that we have today. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Beautiful. God said, let there be this and let there be that. Let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the cattle of the, uh, of the earth, fields and over every creeping thing. Everything was nice, beautiful. Until the serpent shows up. And from there, things started going bad and bad, 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 bad. But fast forward to the end in the book of Revelation. The Bible says hell and death will be cast into the lake of fire. The Bible says in heaven there will be no weeping or gnashing of teeth. There will be no night there. Everything is going to be beautiful. In the end it's going to be great. That's how it is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't focus on where you are right now or what you're going through right now. Focus on the end. In the end you win. I want us to read one more scripture in the book of Habakkuk chapter 3. And I'll be reading from verse 17. Habakkuk chapter 3. And I'm reading from verse 17. It says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Now here, everything is going bad. Nothing seems to be working. Everything is just going bad, 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 bad. Verse 18. He says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I will. I will still rejoice. Even though nothing, it seems like nothing is working, I'll still rejoice. I'll still celebrate. I'll still dance. I'll still sing. Why? Verse 19. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hind's feet. And he will make me to walk upon high, my high places. Glory to God. I know how it will end. In the end, God will cause me to walk on my high places. God will lift me up and promote me. I know it. So it doesn't matter what is going on right now. I refuse to be discouraged. I'm focused. I'm focused. And I keep pushing. I keep moving. Hallelujah. That's the way, brother. That's the way, sister. Keep pushing. Some of you, you're adults right now. You're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Can you remember when you were in elementary school? For some of you, that was a long time ago. 
But if you can think back, when you were in elementary school, you had some challenges. There are certain things that you went through then. But today, they are in your faint memory. You hardly even remember what you went through. Because it's so, such a long time ago. So you can't even remember. Maybe you had somebody in the class who was bullying you or something like that. But now you don't even remember. For some, some of you, such people, some of those people have even died and been forgotten. That's life. What you are going through today will be history very soon. Forgotten history. So don't let it stop you. Don't let it deter you from doing what you're supposed to do. Keep pushing. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. As you exhibit the joy of the Lord, you'll become strengthened to keep going, to keep going. Someone said to me once, Pastor, I just feel like giving up. I don't know what's going on. Everything is going so bad. Nothing is working. I said, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Even if it looks like nothing is working, at least you're talking to me, which means your mouth is working, your tongue is working. Look for the positive side. Hold on to that. Things will get better. Hallelujah. What you're going through right now, he says it's a light affliction. It's working for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So hold on. Don't be discouraged. Don't be distracted by that thing that you're facing right now. It's only a matter of time. You will sing a new song. You will testify. And you'll be able to teach other people based on your wealth of experience. You say, yes, I went through this at so, so time, but this is how I overcame. I held on to God's word and his word worked for me. Praise the Lord. I want you to know that God never fails. He has never failed before. The God we serve has a 100% record of infallibility. He has never failed. And guess what? He is not going to start with you. He won't start failing with you. Glory to God. So be strong. Be bold. Be courageous. Hallelujah. Very, very soon, you will testify. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I hope you have been encouraged with these words. Be strong. It doesn't matter what you're going through. The Bible says it is well. It is. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word that you brought to us, encouraging us and strengthening us. No matter what we go through, we refuse to be discouraged. We declare that we are not disadvantaged. We keep moving, knowing that all things work together for good to those that love you and are called according to your purpose. We know that we are the ones that love you because we love your word. And therefore, we know everything is working together for good. What we don't understand now, we'll understand later. And we will be fine. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. And I'll come to you with more inspired words and teachings. But until I come to you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.